This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where customers who save by switching their home and car save nearly $800 on average. Quote at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $793 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2021 and May 2022. Potential savings will vary. Greetings, Kamusta, Gotham Dayan. It's Eli here, your writer and co-producer, bringing you episode five of Alba Salix Royal Physician, volume two. Somehow we are already up to episode five because time flies when you're making podcasts, apparently. We are coming up on our crazy pants season finale next week. Uh, but don't worry, there are more stories to come, believe you me. Uh, first off, The End of Time and Other Bothers. If you haven't heard it yet, that is our improvised role-playing game spinoff. Uh, set mostly in the same world as Alba, full of fairy cakes and demons and utter lunacy. So we've got a holiday special on the way and a new season starting in January. So look for Other Bothers in your favorite podcast app. Next up, it's another season of The Axe and Crown. Gubbin, Stan, and Batula will be back in the studio in the new year, and we'll have more about that soon on this podcast feed, too. And in the meantime, if you support us on Patreon, you might catch a little scene featuring our favorite trolls coming soon. And we've already begun planning season three of Alba, of course, and it's going to be a wild ride, too. So... Tons of stories coming at you. If you want to help us get them made and you are able to, do consider joining us on Patreon. You get regular updates plus a ton of bonus content and other goodies, and you'll get to hear all those new episodes first. So look for the Patreon link at albasalix.com. That's all for now. On with episode five. Minister? Hello, Alba. Your Majesty. Your Majesty. I've just been reviewing your proposal for this new school of medicine. You read it? I mean, thank you for reading it, Your Majesty. And I agree. We need to begin training a new generation of healers to keep this kingdom fit and well. A state-of-the-art facility for research and education. And I believe we should begin as soon as possible. That is good news. I can have my staff draw up a list of requirements for the building design. No need. Your Majesty? I've designed it already. I'm not going to say anything. I'm not going to say anything. It's over here. Behold. It's very nice. Isn't it? I've been using a brand new tool, a gift from the Gnomish Ambassador. It's a kit with all these parts that you can snap together to create visualizations of buildings or whole streets. Look, there's even little trees. Yes, the trees. Are lovely, Your Majesty. And now we can simply pop down a piece of paper and the quill magically draws up all the blueprints and the budget for us. Why is it such a strange shape? It's a unicorn, known for their legendary powers of healing. Give me strength. Oh, it's lying down. I was confused. So, this tower here... Yes, that's the head. I thought perhaps the horn could even light up magically. Ah. Hmm. Well, I'm quite certain there's no other building like this anywhere in the world. Oh, I know. I have already signed a decree that construction will begin in the spring. Really? 
Your Majesty has the funding already. Ah, in fact, that is why I've brought you here. We need to find the money to get the old shovels in the ground. Hopefully there'll be more than just shovels. Oh, indeed. Shovels in the ground, bricks on top of the ground, uh, roof on top of the bricks. Spoken like a brilliant architect, Your Majesty. So you two will need to coordinate and uh, raise the funds from private sources. How much? According to the budget calculator, 540,000 crowns. And perhaps there might be a few pennies left over for repairs to the existing House of Healing? Oh, yes, we can throw that in, too. What I thought we could do is hold a great big gala. The Queen herself will be the royal patron and lead the fundraising campaign. Isn't that lovely of her? And as Parabelle is the founding patron, it will be called... The Queen Parable School of Medicine. Of course it will. And why don't you make a building that's shaped like her then? <gasps> Alba, that's brilliant. <laughs> what was I thinking? <laughs> Unicorns indeed. I'm going to go and find Parable right away. And tell her to ask all her friends for money. <clears throat> By appointment to the King and Queen, Alba Salix, Royal Physician, Volume 2. <laughs> Episode the Fifth, A Blueprint for Success. <sighs> Lawyer warned me there was something like this coming, but I had no idea it would be this bad. Have you heard anything from the Queen yet? Nothing. She's barely gone out in public lately since, well... Since what? Is something wrong? You didn't hear this from me, but she's pregnant. Oh, no. Is it far along? Do you think she'll be able to carry out her duties as patron? She'll be fine. The baby's not due until April. But that doesn't mean she'll actually lift a finger to help us. It's down to us, then. Half a million crowns for a building we didn't ask for. I thought you'd be used to this sort of thing by now. You know, I'll be the one to blame when it all goes horribly wrong. Oh, gods. The swan boats. It's the swan boats again. It's not the swan boats. I'm responsible for building someone else's terrible idea, and I'm going to be the one who has to clean up all the blood afterwards. Okay, let's keep it together. We just need a plan. Oh, yes. Hmm. A plan. All right. Who is our main demographic? Wealthy patrons, I suppose? The, the nobility? Her Majesty is still our best connection there. We might be better to focus on the wealthy merchants and industrialists, then. Looking to put their names on a prestigious project. And after all, they benefit from a healthy workforce. <sighs> I didn't become royal physician to go about begging for money. Well, it wasn't part of my job description, either. But here we are. Could your staff be any help to us? There's a first time for everything. Yes? Can I help you? Hey, how are you, ma'am? My name is Magnus, and I'm here on behalf of the Ministry of Magical Affairs and Health. Uh, I've never heard of it. Yeah, it's a new thing. We're raising money to build a new school for healers. That all sounds very nice, but I haven't got... Okay, look. Do you like being healthy? I suppose so. Yeah, you too. Eating, breathing, having teeth, not dying, all that good stuff. Oh. Uh, yeah, sure. Now, do you know what the number one threat to your health is? Uh, pony pox? Nope. Goblin fever! Wrong again. 
It's liquid meltibium syndrome. Liquid melt? What? You haven't heard of liquid meltico syndrome? It's a tropical disease from the south. It's transmitted by spiders. Ah. Right? Did you know that the average human inhales up to 16 spiders every night? No. We inhaled them? They're sneaky little bastards. And now that the disease is on the move, every one of those spiders might oh. be a carrier. Oh. How do I know if I've got it? Oh, you'll know. Trust me. You'll know. The disease actually starts liquefying soft tissues like your brain and eyeballs and all your organs. That's why it's called the squirty plague, see? And then all that goo starts leaking out of every orifice on your body. Oh, God's above! Of course, before all that happens, it starts with soreness and flu-like symptoms. Do you ever have soreness in your arms and legs or your back or anywhere else? Uh, well, yes. I'm on my feet all day at the store. Uh, I just assumed it was from working long hours. Never assume. When you assume, you make a soup out of your soft tissues. Oh, oh dear. Oh, dear. I, I need to see a healer. You should. And do you know what else you should do? Donate generously to the Queen Parable School of Medicine. We take pledges. But cash is faster and easier. Oh, yes, absolutely. Wow. Just know that you may well be saving a life. Your own. Good morning, team. Hi, Miss Piercy. You have a bad news look. Don't tell me. I just found out that we won't be able to use the Great Hall at the palace. Why not? They're still cleaning up from the ball they held in honor of Prince Aquarillion and his entourage. I heard about that. Didn't they have a great big water fight? That sounded like so much fun. It is an honored custom amongst the Mer people. Traditions like that can be so wonderful for bringing everyone together. Not to mention costing several thousand crowns in water damage. They're still wringing out all the tapestries. Well, next time the Mer people visit, perhaps His Majesty will think to host them down at the harbor. They brought hoses. So do we have another venue? The only place that's available Friday night is the old coach house. Yay! That's a pretty building. A bit rough and ready. It has a simple homespun charm. They're still charging us a fortune for the booking. We're hardly going to have anything left for food and drink. <gasps> no problem! I love cooking, and I can bring some of my fairy friends to help out as well. Hmm. How many friends are we talking about? No. Minister, think about what you're saying. It'll save us money. We fairies are experts at foraging for wild food, and we can sing and dance while we cook. Can I also add no? Well, we should still consider it, given our budget. Holly, if you and your friends would provide us a full ingredient list ahead of time, we have to be aware of dietary restrictions. <laughs> Oh, but I always improvise. You know, add a little bit of whatever's in season. Which is how we ended up having to fix a dozen people who ate your ginger snaps and suddenly grew tails. The tails were cute. Or perhaps you can help with decorating instead. Oh, I can do that. We'll fill every corner of the old coach house with flowers. As long as they aren't poisonous, allergenic, or covered in thorns. Well... Nothing's going to go wrong. Was that clear? No tails. No swan boats. Not again. I will provide a list of safe flower varieties. Good! Good. Okay, is there anything else I can do to help? Please? Let's talk about the gala later. Uh, how has the door-to-door -door campaign been going? We're up to 4,500 crowns. A bit slower than I'd hoped. Well, there were a few hiccups early on, but we fixed them. <laughs> Yes, hello? Hey, 
How are you, sir? My name is Magnus, and I'm here on behalf of the Ministry of Magical Affairs and Health. Yeah, I have no idea what that is. We are building a brand new school so we can teach lots more healers and heal lots more people. Sounds great, right? Right! They're going to be out there fixing bones and smacking babies and removing unwanted tails. Removing what? So you can see why your donation is so important. My donation? Yeah, right, buddy. Let me guess. You only take cash. Why? No. I am not allowed to accept cash donations. Yeah, why not? Because my boss doesn't trust me not to steal the donations for myself. Wait, what the hell is going on? What kind of scam is this? Yes, I totally came here to scam you. Damn it! Stop asking me questions. Uh, just some kind of weird double bluff. Uh, what's your name, kid? Who do you work for? Magnus of Heselford. I work for Albus Salix, the royal physician, who apparently slipped me a truth potion before I went out this morning. The damn witch. Oh, you work for the royal physician? Yes, I'm her apprentice. Look, I've taken up enough of your time. Not so fast. <laughs> I'm turning you in, you little fraud. Ow! Let go! Uh, Ministry of Magical Affairs. What kind of fool do you think I am? A big one, I figured. But apparently you're much smarter than you. Ow! It's true. Everything I've said is true. The ministry, the school thing. You said it was a scam. No, oh, the fundraising part is real. I was just stealing donations. Well, you picked the wrong guy to try and rip off. No argument here. I was a sergeant in the town guard. You know what we did with little creeps like you? Ow! I warn you, I know many unarmed moves that I hope look intimidating but actually kind of suck in a real fight. Stop! Damn it! I guess the question is, do I report this to your boss, or should I turn you into the town guard? Town guard? Definitely town guard! All right, back to the witch it is. I'm begging you, man! Turn me in! Welcome ah! Just Damn it! Holly, are you sure these are the safe flowers? Magnus, I'm ready for the next garland. Come on, we need to finish. Just hold your horses. I've got blisters from stringing all these stupid garlands. Well, if you didn't want to be stringing stupid garlands in the stupid ballroom, you shouldn't have tried stealing money from our donors. Stupid donors. Stupid retired cop donors. Here's your garland. Are we done now? Stay put. I'm not supposed to let you out of my sight. Wait, it's not going to reach, Magnus. The garland's too short. Yeah, well, I ran out of twine. Just tie it to one of the arms of the chandelier. But then it won't be symmetrical. So do the same thing on the other side. I can't waste any more time. Miss Piercy's going to be back here any minute. I know. Look, go ahead and tie it off, and we'll fix it later. Okay, okay. See? It's fine. It's on the far side, so she won't even notice. There. Nice. All right, let's start setting up the tables. Give me a minute. I just want to enjoy the feeling of having arms while I still can. The garlands do look pretty good from here. Right? Well, I guess we better get on with... Ah! Oh, boy. I told you we shouldn't have tied it to the chandelier. You... Ow! Oh. Hey! Physical assault in the workplace! Holly, Magnus, I've brought the flowers for the centerpieces. How are you doing with the tables? Hey, Hello, Madam Minister. Well, that's another 500 crowns down the privy. I'm sorry, Miss Piercy. It's all good. This gala is supposed to bring in money. That's kind of the whole idea, right? Yes. We're expecting 50 of the richest people in the kingdom to come and give us money. 
And look at this place. Honestly, a broken chandelier, stems and leaves and glass everywhere. We're cleaning up. It's all under control, your ministerial lists. All right. Deep breaths. Let's take it one step at a time. Ah! Watch out! Well, hey, at least it's symmetrical again. Get this cleaned up. Yes, Miss Piercy. So, those new flowers sure look nice. Yes, the rest are on the way from the florist. For the love of Loxton, don't break all the vases as well. Don't break all the vases as well. Wait, these are orange viper tongues. That's right. They're not on Alba's list. Yes, they are. No, they're not. Who ordered them? I did. It was a special request. Viper tongues, huh? Do they cause swift and painful death? They can cause mild sinus allergies in some humans. Boo. You can't name something that lame after a viper. All right. We don't have time to change them. Let's just set up the tables, please. All right, but if someone sneezes themselves to death, don't say I didn't warn you. Parabelle, darling. Yes, dear? Why aren't you getting ready for the gala tonight? I thought you'd be excited to spend the evening with your friends. See and be seen. Enjoy yourself. I don't think I can. Why ever not? I'm not feeling well. Because of the baby? Yes, the baby. You could put in a brief appearance, surely. You have that lovely pink dress picked out. It doesn't fit anymore. We just had it adjusted. Come now, let's see. It doesn't fit. Surely the baby's not growing that fast, is it? Look! Good heavens! I could swear you were half that size only yesterday. Why, thank you, darling. Oh, I didn't mean it as a criticism. That is a royal baby in there, after all. As I said, the dress doesn't fit. This is happening rather quickly, isn't it? Should we be worried? Oh, no, no. Alba says it's just a, a, a super expansionary pregnancy, I think she called it. Oh, dear, that does sound dangerous. Oh, no, she says it's nothing to be worried about. Oh, good. Then you can go to the gala. It's just so uncomfortable. Just for a few minutes? Very, very uncomfortable. Then we'd better get Alba back here to see you. I'm not that uncomfortable. Parabelle, dear, your people need you. It'll be your name on the new building. And your face smiling down at every bright young student. Every loopy old wizard who steps through its doors. Yes. Not to mention the rumors that will spread if you don't show up. All right, darling. I'll go. Oh, thank you. We'll get the tailors in here right away to see to that dress. You'll look magnificent. I always do. Courage, my treasure. You've done this twice before. Yes, that's true. Though this one's turning out a little bit differently. Where is everyone? The musicians are late. I'm sure they'll be here any minute. <sighs> musicians are always late. The palace caterers are nowhere to be found to say nothing of... Ah! There you are! Yes, sorry. There was an emergency back at the House of Healing. Oh no, what happened? Mm, an outbreak of ponypox. Well, get changed. Holly, I need you to fly up to the palace and find out where on earth the royal caterers are. Sure thing. Don't bother. I know exactly where they are. Where? 
Oh, no. Yep. Oh, no, 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 no. Well, don't keep us in suspense. Where are they? At the House of Healing, recovering from a massive bout of pony pox. Oh, my gosh. All of them? I don't suppose any of them are well enough to cook. And infect all of our guests? Oh, no, no, no. Well, don't just stand there, you two. Get to work. Cooking. Us? You got it. Cooking is my most favorite thing ever. Couldn't we just make the dinner appear by magic? Like the Sorcerer General used to do for banquets and things? That was an illusion. Someone had to actually make the food first. Great. So we're screwed, in other words. Magnus, I have had a long day that is only getting longer. I need you two to go into that kitchen, find something on the menu that you think you can cook, and cook it. You got it. We'll take it from here. Good. Alba, get dressed. Our guests will be arriving soon, and then we'll have... To mingle. Yes. Good luck with that. Oh, no. You've got to do your fair share, too, Miss Salix. Come on. I've written out some sample donor conversations to practice. Fine. <laughs> Asparagus galinois with a truffle infusion over steam mastodon sprouts? Holly, do you understand anything on this menu? Oh, forget the menu. Let's make it up as we go. Because that usually ends well. The important thing is to have fun. Mr. Preston. Your ladyship, what a terrific evening. Best party of the year. Thank you. It was so good of you to come. Is... is something burning? I'm sure it's fine. Good evening, your ladyship. Hello, unknown gentleman. Fairy servants. That's a nice touch. Hello, darling. Would you like a glass of sparkling wine? I would love some. Thank you, Holly. Is everything all right in the kitchen? Perfectly fine. (laughs) That's certainly a bit different, uh, a bit, uh, I want to say, cabbagey. Good heavens. Yes, there are certain vegetal notes to it. Holly, what on earth is this? (laughs) Fairy moonshine. It's wholesome and nourishing. Contains 12 essential nutrients required to build stronger wings and add shine to your hair. If you had wings, I mean. (laughs) Only the best for our wonderful donors. You made moonshine out of our dinner? We had a problem with your hors d'oeuvres. Magnus is moving on to the soup course. Boy, this stuff does kind of grow on you, doesn't it? Indeed. Well, I'm sure our good chef will have plenty more wonderful surprises up his sleeve tonight. Yes, yes, he will. I could swear it's getting a little hazy in here. Or is that just the wine? Holly, what is on fire? I'll be right back. Oh, dear. Good evening. Ah, Miss Salix. Please meet Mr. Edgar Preston. Mr. Preston, this is Miss Alba Salix, the royal physician. It's an honor, Miss Salix. Mr. Preston is one of our most generous donors. That's wonderful. Well, magic is our business, you know, and, and we're very interested in giving back to the magical community. What business would that be? Oh, I am the head of Mr. Corp Energy, ma'am. Oh, yes. The kingdom's largest exporter of mystical energy. I'm aware. Extracting energy straight from the loo lines isn't the safest of practices. Miss Salix. We take every precaution. What was it now? Two major spills in the last year? Now listen, those were sabotaged by our competitors. Not to mention the earthquakes and the rain of skunks back in April. Well, I must say it was very good of Mr. Preston to attend our little fundraiser, especially on such a stormy night. Oh, it's my pleasure. At least it's only raining water, hey? (laughs) We are certainly 
very grateful for his presence and his company's generous donation. Aren't we, Ms. Salix? Yes, yes, that was very good of him. It's been lovely chatting with you, sir. Likewise. <laughs> Why do you have to provoke our donors? Force of habit. Can you wait to do it until after our school is built? Yes, you're right. I'm sorry. Aren't those flowers lovely, Mr. Preston? Uh, oh, yes. Gorgeous. Chee! Magnus, <coughs> what happened in here? Nothing. Everything's under control now. I think the guests are getting hungry. I'm working on it. I'm trying to get an assembly line going here. So we just place the vegetables here, the knives chop them and lift them into the pot. By themselves? Oh no, Magnus, don't you dare try cooking with magic. We can't feed all those people by hand. Watch, it's gonna be fine. Uh, so it's Nimis Multipomari. Ah! Magnus, if you're going to use magic, use it for things that don't involve knives. It's okay. It's okay. Um, I don't know why they're just floating there. Nimis Multipomari. Ah! Ah! Okay, that worked better than I expected. I'm going to deliver more drinks. Miss Salix, this is Lord Cronstable, the shipping magnate. Oh, it is a pleasure to meet you, fair lady. Lord Cronstable, it's so good of you to lend us your support. Oh, it is my duty and pleasure. <laughs> so, how is the shipping business? Sail any good ships lately? Oh, my, it's more than just ships these days. You don't say. Yes, these days the smart money is in carpets. Oh, dear. What, shipping by carpet? Oh, absolutely. These nylon days flying carpets are the wave of the future. Ah, uh, how fascinating. Miss Piercy, didn't you issue a report on freight carpets while you were Minister of Transportation? Yes, just some preliminary findings. I think the conclusion was inefficient and a risk to cargo and crew. Oh, no, 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 there you go. These modern ones are perfectly safe, dear lady. Uh, they, they've got bracing and active damping. Uh, we've even got side rails. No more being dumped overboard when a breeze comes up. Yes, you see, Miss Salix, probably worth another look. Yes, I'm sure you're right. My, aren't these flowers lovely? Don't smell the flowers. Mm. Does that mean you've solved the weight ratio problem, your lordship? Yes. Didn't I read that the bracing is so heavy they can barely carry a single banana? Ah, simple technical challenges, my lady. The fourth generation carpets use hollow bracing. So now we can carry a substantially far greater payload. Two bananas? That's about right. Go. Yeah. This is gonna be easy. Wow! Thanks, you actually got it working! Of course I did! Turns out I'm a master at this! The magic was in me all along. How does it taste? No idea. But hey, there's enough for everybody. Well, can you stop all the knives and things so I can try some? Yeah, see if it needs some spices or whatever. Kiesite! Hello? That's enough onions! Kiesi! Kiesi ta? Kiesi ta? Stop! 
Lord and Lady Joanwood. May I present Miss Alba Salix, the Royal Physician. Delighted. Charmed. Thank you both for being here. Yes, well, it's such an important cause, you know. I think it is such an imperative to care for the most vulnerable in our society. And orphans are among the most... Dearest, uh, this is the House of Healing Gala. Ah, yes, of course. It's Friday. <laughs> Silly me. Uh, yes, orphans are among the most likely to contract horrible diseases. Well, I suppose you're not wrong. Uh, uh, what's that dreadful one with the eyeballs and the extra teeth all over the place? The biting blight. Oh, that does sound horrid. Horrid? Well, speaking of horrid, how about tonight's weather? Oh, it's frightful out there. I, I was just saying... His Majesty King Gunther III... Her Majesty Queen Parabel. Oh my. That's odd. Isn't it, though? Oh, uh, good heavens. I didn't realize that Her Majesty was with child again. No, she isn't. Oh, oh she is. Oh, dear me, when did that happen? I saw her only uh, a week ago and there was no sign whatsoever. I say, this isn't some wild new fashion in dresses, is it? No, that's all her. Well, her plus what looks like one very big baby. Oh, dear. I'd have postponed the gala if I'd known. I had no idea she was so far along. She wasn't. Miss Piercy, Miss Salix... Your Majesties. Ready for the big unveiling? We simply can't wait. Neither can I. I'd better check on the model. <laughs> Miss Piercy, what a perfectly splendid gala. Your Majesty is too kind. Alba, Lady Joanwood, Lord Joanwood. Your Majesty. Your Majesty. I say, does this serve as an official announcement? Announcement? Of your happy state? Of expectancy? Of a third child? Oh dear, <laughs> unless it's some kind of dreadful bloat. I know women of a certain age are particularly susceptible to hyperinflation of the it's middle... It's a baby! <laughs> Congratulations, Your Majesty. Uh, you must be so relieved. Uh, how far along are you? Eleven weeks. Eleven weeks? Oh my. <laughs> mm. Is that a lot? Uh, away. The baby is 11 weeks away. Oh, uh, of course. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Your Majesty, a word, if I may. Not now. It's almost time for the speeches. To hell with the speeches. I need to examine you immediately. Parabelle! <coughs> Ladies and gentlemen, honoured guests, yes. on behalf of the Queen Parable Health Foundation, we extend our warmest thanks to all of you for your generous support. I know you're all keen to find out what this building is going to look like, and believe me, I'm keen to show it to you. Before that, I want to acknowledge the patron of this vital project, Her Majesty, my dear Queen Parabelle Salix. Parabelle, if you'd like to step up here and... Um, Parabelle? Parabelle? Has anyone seen the Queen? Parabelle, where are you going? I just need to catch my breath. That's not all you need. Come back here. Nothing is wrong. Yes. Your being nine months pregnant, two and a half months in, is perfectly normal. It wasn't supposed to happen like this. What wasn't? Alba, there you are. Boss, we got problems. Sort them out. I have a medical emergency. And I really 
Clearly need your help. Why? What have you done this time? No, don't answer that. Just deal with it. I need to examine her majesty. Oh, no. Parabelle! Magnus, did you see where the queen went? Magnus! Parabelle! Damn it! Print for Success, Alba Salix Volume 2, Episode 5. You heard Barbara Clifford as Alba Salix, Julian Sark as Magnus, Olivia John as Holly, and Elaine O'Neill as Antalia Piercy. With George Birtwell as King Gunther, Marisa King as Queen Parabelle, Abbas Hussein as Neighbor 2, and Hugo Jones as Lord Cronsable. And special guests, Neighbor 1, Jack Peavy House of Misadventure by Death, Jim Robbie and the upcoming Forest Guide, Edgar Preston was Alexander Danner of Greater Boston, and Lady Joan Wood was Sarah Golding of nearly every audio drama on the planet. Script, music, and sound design by Eli McElveen. Directed by Sean Howard and Eli McElveen. Associate producers, Julian Sark, Michael Hudson, Jack Peavy House, Paul Tedesco, Keiko Kanda, and Heather Collins. Supporting producer, Kim Bellinger. Executive producer, Dave Addison. If you enjoy the show, check out our Patreon. Donors get weekly bonus content, early access to episodes, and an invite to our wonderful fan community on Discord. Look for the Patreon link at albasalix.com. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Sign. That's a geometric waveform or arc that rises and falls. And a new Canadian TTRPG and podcast inspired by that almost soothing mathematical motion. Let me show you. The action begins to rise as powerful strangers in a ruined yet vibrant world band together. If you run north, they will chase you. I suggest you stand behind me. Partner, I'd rather stand beside you if you're willing to help. Tension continues to mount higher as our characters must push themselves beyond their usual limits. As I'm climbing into the into the driver's seat, I'm going to say to Sarah, sometimes you got to make tough decisions. I'm driving now. And it peaks as a danger and excitement hits its zenith, leading to great failure or success. Fenriel would be just fire at this point. She straight up might die. Like, this encounter might murder you. You know what? You lit me on fire. We're going to be on fire, baby. And this tension relaxes. The tragedy, but more often humor, that comes with great pals being around a virtual table playing a game. Discover Sign on your favorite podcast player. S-I-N-E. Choices of the characters are theirs to make, but the fate of the world is up to the dice.